there has to be a better way. Just because their investment was until now, it's very long term. They hold and almost never sell. And basically, you recuperate your returns over the years, 20, 30, 40 years. And, you know, being young and ambitious and thinking, no, I need to make money tomorrow. I said, hey, I need to do it like algorithmically. I'm pretty sure I could do something like that. Welcome to Mastering the Future, Tech, Trends, and Transformation. Your insightful guide to the dynamic tech landscape, hosted by me, Quantum. Join us as we navigate tech, trends, and transformation. Explore further on topics discussed and together, let's master the future of technology. Imagine a young man at the crossroads of diverse cultures, his identity woven from the rich tapestries of Dubai, Jordan, and Palestine, yet intimately tied to none. This is where our story begins, in the heart of Dubai, where Jawad Shreem's journey unfolds. I have a bit of a complex uh, background. Uh, I like to say I'm an identity crisis, but long story short, I, I was born in Dubai. I have a Jordanian citizenship, but I never lived in Jordan. And my family originally comes from Palestine, but I also never lived in Palestine, so I was born and raised there. We're all left in Dubai. We trace Jawad's path from his early years in this bustling metropolis through his transformative experiences in Los Angeles to the inception of his vision in the world of technology and entrepreneurship. His story is not just a chronicle of personal growth, but a narrative of how diverse cultural influences can shape a future innovator's mind. In this two-part series, we delve into the story of Jawad Shrime, the visionary behind Milkstraw AI. From his early years in the bustling city of Dubai to the transformative experiences in Los Angeles, and finally to the forefront of AI innovation, Jawad's journey is a testament to the power of resilience, creativity, and the relentless pursuit of one's passions. In part one, we explore the roots that nurtured his innovative spirit and the experiences that sparked his journey into the world of technology and entrepreneurship. I moved to the U.S. I was 17 at the time. I went there to study in university, California first. Los Angeles had an amazing three-year journey there, kind of like discovering myself where I like just I was basically a stimpus of a teenager. And it was an amazing experience. But during my time in Los Angeles, it was truly like I was actually discovering myself. Like, no joke. It was just trying out this completely different life experience than the one I grew up in in Dubai, living alone. I didn't even know what major to pick in university. So I was just doing like random classes. And along the way, I just started leaning naturally towards tech. And I was like super interested in like phones. I was super interested in building my own PC. Same thing in all the tech that I used to buy. I was always an early adopter. You know, I would buy it. It was still in like beta, you know, test and those like warning signals. This product might not work <laughs> very well. I would still get it because I was so interested in just trying those new things. Jawad's growing fascination with technology soon dovetailed with an interest in entrepreneurship captivated by the challenge of innovating in a competitive landscape. My father was an entrepreneur. And my grandfather was the same. They, they were both business owners. And I grew up seeing them go through this uh, struggle. So maybe in a way I was influenced like subconsciously by that. 
it was so intriguing to me that the concept is like essentially what it's saying is you have to build a business where the odds are against you because nine out of ten will fail and uh, you have to build some new software or hardware that's innovative right like we're not aiming to do anything copy so it has to be innovative the odds are against you uh, it's very hard to get money for it because you need to convince people to buy it and when you get to do that then you can get money from investors so it was just like this whole thing that looked like a very good challenge to me at least right i was like okay this is something i'm interested in as jawad immersed himself in the world of technology and entrepreneurship he recognized the need to be in an environment that fostered innovation and ambition his quest for the ideal location to launch his dreams led him to an eye-opening discovery so I figured, okay, I need to look for the best place. Like, where do I need to go? I just started Googling it and I figured, oh, wow, San Francisco has all those like tech companies that we use, you know, like Facebook and Google and all of that. And it's a seven hour drive from LA. Driven by curiosity and ambition, Jawad decided to explore San Francisco. A weekend trip with friends turned into a pivotal moment, revealing a city buzzing with like-minded individuals and groundbreaking ideas. I went, I drove there, and with my friends just for the weekend, checked it out. I was like, okay, this place is amazing. Everybody thinks like the way I was thinking. Like everybody was like, okay, this is a challenge that I need to take on. And I would discuss it just over that weekend with a few people. And, you know, they would tell me that you need to be here because everybody thinks like that. Everybody's trying to put the next billion dollar company. Uh, I remember even one person told me, everybody's trying to put the unicorn. In this vibrant city, Jawad found his calling. The concept of a unicorn. What do you mean a unicorn? Like I didn't even know what the word unicorn meant until I was like, what do you mean a unicorn? A unicorn meaning a billion-dollar company, it was not just a dream, but a tangible goal in this community of innovators. This realization marked a turning point in Jawad's journey. In my head, I was like, wow, okay, I need to move there, like, now. So I did. This was July 2013. By August, end of August, I moved out from LA to San Francisco. Jawad's move to San Francisco was more than a change of location. It was a leap into a world brimming with possibilities and aspirations. Here, in the heart of technological innovation, Jawad's journey takes a significant turn, setting the stage for groundbreaking ventures that would soon follow. It was summer, and I put in a transfer to another university, which was in San Francisco. But even before I got the acceptance from that university, I just moved because I'm like, I would find another one. Like, I just need to be in that place. And thankfully, I got accepted to that university. Jawad joined Holt International Business School, known for its pioneering entrepreneurship program. This institution offered more than conventional education. It was a melting pot of cultures and practical learning. I went to that school. It was amazing. We had 140 nationalities on campus. So it was very multicultural, as they say. It was an amazing experience. All our professors were, how do you say, what's the word? Like they were not just, they were practical. So they were not teaching us theory. They were like on the ground. Inspired by this hands-on approach to learning, Jawad saw an opportunity to start his own business while still in university. 
The access to seasoned professionals and their practical insights was a catalyst for his entrepreneurial journey. So like we had, you know, the founder of North Face, professors, the CFO uh, of Google was one of the professors. So we had like, you know, the super high caliber of professors who were operators and we would learn what's happening day to day in business and how we need to operate practically. So I, when I saw that, I immediately thought, okay, like I need to open my own business while still in university because I'm, it's going to be very hard for me to get this like one-on-one time with those people when I graduate. And now I get to see them every day and they will help me make sure my company is successful. Surrounded by a wealth of knowledge and experience, Jawad's entrepreneurial journey gained momentum. His story is not just about learning and innovation, but about seizing opportunities and turning them into stepping stones for future success. As Jawad's journey in San Francisco continued, his academic and personal experiences began to intertwine with the influence of pivotal figures in his life. These mentors and family members not only guided his decisions, but also played a crucial role in shaping his entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, my father, definitely. I, I think one of his proudest moments was the day I sent him my, the registration of my company, like the paper, I took a picture and I sent it to him. And he called me, he was so excited. He was like, yes, that's what I want to see. Jawad's father's enthusiasm and ongoing support provided a foundational pillar in his entrepreneurial ventures, underscoring the importance of family encouragement in the journey of a young entrepreneur. I talk to him every day, literally. Uh, and we catch up like on work, you know, on things that are happening in life. So definitely he's a big influence uh, on my entrepreneurial journey. But there's also another person that uh, I must say, it was an interesting story how he turned from like, Probably the most person I hated to my best mentor. A figure who started as a source of frustration, a challenge almost insurmountable, was soon to become one of the most influential mentors in his life. But who was this person who transformed from being the most disliked to the most valued in Jawad's journey? And how did this remarkable transformation take place? Stay tuned as we unravel this intriguing story after the break. We return to Jawad Shrine's story with a key figure emerging in his journey. This person's name is Ivan Kanab. A professor and entrepreneur, Ivan initially challenged Jawad in his university classes on mathematics and statistics. This challenging academic relationship, however, was destined to evolve, profoundly influencing Jawad's entrepreneurial path. Let's delve into how Ivan went from being Jawad's toughest critic to his most valued mentor. I just had a hard time like grasping uh, this topic that he was teaching in the class. And I just had a super bad relationship with him because I would argue with him the whole time. You're not teaching me well. I don't understand that I keep failing the tests. And he would tell me, you're not putting in the work. You're not putting in the work. Anyways, I, I thought like I'll pass with a C or something. And then I, I failed the class. And I got super angry. I went to him. I said, what the hell, man? Like, I tried my best, and you know I've tried my best. He's like, I don't care. You have to redo the class. And I told him, if I do take it again, I'm not doing it with you. And he just said, if you do and you will, I'll make sure you take it with me. I just remember him saying that. And I'm like, okay, well, like this is my analysis. I hate this guy, <laughs> you know? 
Jawad's initial friction with Ivan eventually evolved into a meaningful mentorship, showcasing the transformative power of perseverance and adaptability in learning. This experience didn't just change Jawad's academic trajectory, it paved the way for a deeper collaboration in his future entrepreneurial endeavors. I did pre-take the class, and I hasted like, uh, with him. I hasted it. He really focused on the way I think, the way I process things. And he kind of like, you know, gave me that attention just because he kind of, I think he figured out that I don't learn by just looking at the numbers. Like I need to actually make it something practical for me to understand it. And he did that. I aced it. And we became super good friends after that. He left the university because he was starting his new company. And uh, we just started hanging out almost every day outside of the university. And he was on the board of every, so this is, I'm on my fourth company now, we'll get to that later. And he's been on the board of every company I started. From the challenging classrooms of Holt International Business School to the bustling streets of San Francisco, Jawad's experiences with mentors like Ivan Kenev not only transformed his academic struggles into triumphs, but also ignited a spark for real-world innovation. This newfound perspective propelled him to explore opportunities beyond the confines of a classroom, leading him to venture into the entrepreneurial world. I was in the Cheesecake Factory eating dinner for people who don't. That's a very famous restaurant in the U.S. It's always packed, always a ton of people there. And we used to go there like every few weeks with a bunch of friends. And I ordered the bill every time. And then the bill will take so long to go. And at a certain point, I was so annoyed that I started counting. Uh, okay, like this is this time it took minutes. The next time it was like 18. The one before that was 13 minutes. So I just kind of said, I mean, no way this is like good for the restaurants because they need to flip tables, especially that restaurant because the wait is usually like half an hour just to get a table. And my thought was like, okay, we got phones, we got apps, there's cameras on the phone. Why can't you just scan a barcode that's associated to the table and we can pay with it? So me asking for the bit. This was the idea and uh, I did it. I, ran, I, I did that for four years. And then I, like along the way, we built other technologies. We did one of the first iPad POS systems for restaurants associated with this app. So people were like scanning this barcode, they would split the bill, they would pay tip through the app. Jaywad's experience at the Cheesecake Factory exemplifies his ability to identify problems and create innovative solutions. His entrepreneurial journey began with a simple observation, leading to a groundbreaking technology that transformed the restaurant industry. It was amazing. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, probably I did it a bit too early, actually. Uh, restaurants were a bit pushy. They did not like that I'm changing things up in that part of uh, in that industry. Uh, but a lot of restaurants joined. A lot of restaurants loved it. But I would tell you if it was in 2019 or 2020, Corona time, definitely that startup would have flown through the roof. Reflecting on this early venture, Jawad gained invaluable insights into market timing, innovation adoption, and the evolving needs of industries. His foresight, though not fully realized at the time, was a testament to his visionary thinking in technology and business. So I exited the company on the third year and a half. A restaurant chain came up, bought it from us. Them. So they localized it for the restaurant chain. Uh, I told them it's a mistake, though. And when I signed the paper, I told them, I don't think you should do that. I think that's a mistake. 
because the thought process was who the hell wants to have an app for every restaurant they go to. Before his triumph in revolutionizing restaurant payments, Jawad embarked on an ambitious technological project during his time in Los Angeles. This earlier venture, driven by his keen observation and innovative spirit, sought to address a common challenge faced by students and professionals alike. This challenge is amazing. I want to do it. Um, at the time, um, I'm sure you all remember, 2010, 11, the backpack was heavy. It was thick. And then when we went to university, we still had to carry it in the bag with other books and notebooks. And it was like, probably that bag was like, yeah, I don't know, 20 pounds at least. Super happy, you know, like 10 kg bag. And I just thought, I'm like, okay, this was my first, like, okay, I need to do this idea technology-wise. I said, what if my computer was on a dongle, like just a USB, and I can connect it to any screen, and it connects to the Wi-Fi, and then my computer runs off the cloud. We were two years into cloud, but it was so expensive. Uh, I got the dongle, like we did the prototype and everything. And we started putting the, what they call a virtual machine to run through this USB. And we just figured running it was so expensive just because cloud was very new. And it was very costly. I, I think I remember when I did the financials, it was like something in the region of it would cost us to do it like $20 million to pull it off. Although this venture didn't materialize due to the high costs and nascent state of cloud technology, it was a formative experience for Jawad. It taught him valuable lessons about market readiness, technological feasibility, and financial planning in tech startups. Jawad's journey is a testament to the entrepreneurial spirit, where every challenge paves the way for new opportunities. Jawad's curiosity and innovative thinking led him to an idea that would revolutionize data usage, the birth of Milkstraw AI. I have to go back a bit to lead to Milkstraw. And so in 2017, I got interested in investing in the stock market. Inspired by investment giants like Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger, he embarked on a quest to revolutionize stock trading through algorithms. And looking back now, I think it was a stupid decision, but nevertheless, it was a good thing. I said, there has to be a better way. Just because their investment was, until now, it's a very long term. They hold and almost never sell. And basically, you recuperate your returns over the years, 20, 30, 40 years. And, you know, being young and ambitious and thinking, no, I need to make money tomorrow. I said, hey, I need to do it like algorithmically. I'm pretty sure I could do something like that. In a twist of fate, a trip to Mexico City led Jawad to meet Alberto, a potential collaborator who shared his vision. This meeting was a turning point, setting the wheels in motion for their ambitious project. I landed in Mexico City and I was supposed to see my friends for dinner, but we canceled because we were all too tired. And I opened AngelList, uh, the website, and I just typed uh, algorithmic engineer slash like, you know, I could uh, input multiple things, coma AI engineer, coma machine learning. I put on all those things that I'm looking for. And I, I hit enter and I get two results on uh, two people named Alberto, one that had the picture, one that had a picture. So I, I press on the one with the picture. I send them a message. I say, hey, I'm in Mexico City. 
I would love to meet up and talk to you about this idea that I have. But this guy replies to me literally like five minutes later. He's like, sure, what are you thinking of? And I just kind of give him a very brief pitch of what I'm thinking of. And I told him it's better if we meet in the city. He told me, okay, I can come tomorrow by 11 in the morning. I say, so super. All right, let's meet. So the next morning I meet him. I sit with this guy for five minutes and I'm automatically convinced this is the guy I need to work with. Like literally just over that night, he came just from the brief pitch. He came prepared. Like he had an idea of possible ways we can implement this, the, the algorithms that we can use. Like I was like, who's this guy? Like, you know, overnight he just came up with this like plan of how to implement this. And I just tell him on the spot, I'm like, listen, if you want, you have a job like now. I'll give it to you today. And he says, But I have rules. I said, Tell me. He's like, I stay in Mexico. I said, okay. He says, I work from home, no office. I said, okay. What was the third thing? He was like, flexible working hours. I said, check, check, check. I mean, no worries. And he did not even discuss the salary. And I told him, what about the salary? And he's like, we can talk about that later. I said, super. I spend my time in Mexico. I see him on the last day again. He comes with 50 paper, 50 pages of the whole plan of how we're going to implement this algorithm <laughs> that will buy and sell uh, stocks for us and i tell him okay let's get to work and i fly back to san francisco and i'm super excited that this guy is with me now and he has the cred- uh, credentials to back it but he graduated from oxford phd in like computation and engineering he's an ai expert like no joke this guy knows what he's doing and i'm like this guy is gonna get me the holy grail right i'm gonna be the anti-warren buffett charlie Munger guy so we start trying to build this algorithm. And every time we finalize it, we put it live, it works for two days, it makes some money, and then it fails. It stops working. It starts losing money. The journey of building an algorithmic trading system was fraught with challenges. Despite their efforts, Jawad and Alberto faced the complex realities of the stock market, where numerous variables made predictability difficult. And we kept on doing that over and over and over. And it just wasn't working. We figured at a certain point, the variables were too much. Like the stock market had too many variables affecting it. News, sentiment, economy, interest rates. So it's not only the company that you're investing in. It's, there's so much influence in the short term. And it's very hard to predict it. And this is where milk straw started kind of coming to life. All those variables of data, they were very expensive. It was, you had to buy this data. So I had to buy all this data to kind of like inject it into this algorithm to actually make the AI. And, you know, the costs were racking up like every month you have to pay for it just to get this new fresh data set that you need to inject into your system. With Milkstraw AI, Jawad pivoted to a new approach, focusing on using AI to find undervalued stocks and holding them for the long term. This strategy, influenced by his experiences, highlighted a more sustainable and cost-effective method. Okay, I guess Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett's were right. <laughs> I need to switch. Like, that's the mission of the AI. And I'm going to invest on those companies that I'm going to hold just because I can't afford this, you know, chaos of data that I need to deal with. And the stocks I bought since then, this was in 2019, I've been holding until now. The return has been fantastic. And 
generative AI. It was cooking up everywhere. Everybody, you know, people started talking about it. The technology was like in its early days. Alberto, who's, who I still work with, he's my co-founder now in the company. As we conclude this part of Jawad's story, we see a visionary who has weathered the storms of high ambition and complex challenges. Milkstraw AI stands as a testament to his innovative spirit. But what lies ahead for Jawad and Milkstraw AI? Stay tuned for the next episode, where we delve deeper into the successes, the hurdles, and the future aspirations that define Jawad's ongoing journey in the realm of technology and entrepreneurship. Thank you for joining us on Mastering the Future, Tech, Trends, and Transformation. I am Quantum, your AI host, emphasizing that mastering the future is not just about understanding technology, but shaping it. We've harnessed the power of AI tools to produce this podcast. Even my voice was crafted through an AI app called 11labs.io, and we utilize Descript for story editing, among other innovative tools. If your curiosity is piqued and you'd like to know the full list of AI tools that made this episode super epic, head on over to our Substack, substack.com forward slash at MTF podcast and subscribe. It's totally free. For clarity, we're not promoting these apps or affiliated with the app makers in any way, nor do we benefit from any affiliate links. Our aim is to creatively showcase the potential of producing a podcast with the assistance of AI tools. Only one human producer was involved in this endeavor, and rest assured, no animals were harmed during the production process. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Mastering the Future is powered by trainingunited.eu. Until then, keep exploring, keep learning.